we are given our own assignment to do, which is right. to homeschool our children and to do the other tasks that God has given us to do. He isn't comparing us to other people. He's comparing us to what he has asked us to do. And I think that helps a lot when we're feeling inferior. Hi, you're listening to the Zantaler Podcast. When my family started our homeschooling journey, there were so many decisions to make. But one of our best decisions was choosing to use BJU Press Homeschool. I've never seen my kids so excited to get textbooks before. I'm amazed by how interesting and interactive the lessons are. My kids actually look forward to them. We use the online video lessons for all our courses, but I know some families choose to teach from the textbooks. What I love is that I can trust BJU Press to uphold our values. The Bible and biblical principles are woven throughout each subject. I'll admit, I was a bit nervous when I started homeschooling, but I've found a wonderful online community of other BJU Press homeschool families and consultants. The Homeschool Hub also makes my job easier. I can set up our schedules and rearrange them with just a few clicks. On the dashboard, I can see each of my kids' progress, and the assignments page shows me quickly what's ready for me to check or grade. I'm glad my son's biology assignments are automatically graded. BJU Press Homeschool has given us the tools and confidence to homeschool our children. For more information, do what I did and visit the BJU Press Homeschool website or talk with your local HomeWorks consultant. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Zantaler Podcast, where our goal is to help you thrive on your homeschooling journey. Let me take just a minute to ask you to please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And if this podcast has encouraged you, please be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Each review really helps us. We're available also on YouTube now, where you can watch our amazing guests as well as listen. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Our guest today is Melanie Wilson, and she is really going to bless you. Melanie is a Christian psychologist turned homeschooling mother of six. She is the host of the Homeschool Sanity podcast, featured speaker at the Great Homeschool Conventions, and a prolific author. Homeschooling has been by far her most fulfilling career. Now that her children have graduated, it is her passion to help other homeschoolers find joy in the homeschool journey. Stay tuned. I think you will really be encouraged. Melanie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I've really been looking forward to this. Well, I have too. Ever since I met you, I don't even know how many years ago that was that I first met you. I have been wanting to chat with you individually. So I am thrilled to be here. So first of all, your email address is, okay, help me with this, psycho mom at six or? It's psycho with six. Yes, yes. And that was my original blog name. It's going to be moved to homeschool sanity. But um, the point of it is that I'm a psychologist with six kids, but 
over the years, homeschool moms have come up to me and and have said, you know, I'm psycho with two, I'm psycho with three. <laughs> <laughs> so they understood the double meaning of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Well, tell us before we um, get into the meat of the broadcast, although I think this is some of the most important parts, tell us about your family and how you got into homeschooling. I know it's quite a story. Absolutely. So I have six children who have all graduated as of this May. So very exciting. I have homeschooled now for 24 years before being a, I guess, a retired homeschooling mom. And I had no intention of homeschooling whatsoever. <laughs> I did not want to do it. And it was God's persistence with me that um, got me to try it when my oldest was a preschooler. I thought, well, that will be a good dry run, you know, to see if it's going to work. And it did not work. <laughs> so uh, I thought I'm not, I'm going to be arrested. Um, my kids are going to be taken away from me if I persist with this. And I knew that I could not handle more than three children. So the fact that I did continue, um, and honestly, Zan, we'll talk about this, um, just find so much fulfillment in it um, is just by the grace of God. He is so good. So Melanie, once you started and then stopped, what got you back into homeschooling and what kept you going? Okay, so... When I was ready to give up, it was because of how disorganized I was primarily. And a friend of mine told me about a woman who called herself Fly Lady online. And she was a disorganized mess herself. That was her background, even though she wasn't a homeschooling mom. And I started following her and imitating her schedule, even though she didn't have kids at home and wasn't homeschooling in a desire to get my act together and see if I could not have chaos in my home. And it worked, it was amazing. I did not think that as someone with a PhD <laughs> that I needed to be taught the basics about how to you know, organize your day, but I absolutely did. And I owe so much to her. I joke around with her now. She is a friend of mine. And I say, you know, you're the reason that I have six kids <laughs> instead, <laughs> in, yeah, in, instead of three. And she says, wow, I've never been told that before. But, um, but it really is true. You know, my husband and I both felt that I could handle more because of using her very simple approach to um, just organizing your day and actually getting to the homeschooling, which is something I wasn't doing before. Right. Well, okay. So you have six children. How long did you homeschool in all then? Yeah. So I homeschooled for 24 years. 24 and years. Yes. That is and amazing. Yes. And I just graduated my youngest. He decided to go to college this year, a year early, so he could be with his siblings, which is another huge blessing that I will have for at least a semester, I will have four of my children at the same university. Oh, that's amazing. 
that's mm-hmm. that's amazing that's a blessing it's a cost <laughs> but, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> no kidding <laughs> yeah but for them all to be together i mean that's like every homeschool mom's dream you know for your kids to continue to be together after they have completed homeschooling right so sure. okay i know we're going to talk about this a little bit more but so now I'm so curious because I've never, I have to work so hard at organization. I mean, I think I'm a very productive person, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I like, I love to cook. I don't like to clean up. I love to homeschool my, I loved to homeschool my kids. So it's just like everything I did was I was being a chaos creator because I'm a content creator, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I really had to work hard at um, being more organized, sometimes more successfully and sometimes less successfully. So tell us a little bit, I know I'm jumping the gun, but this seems like a great place to do it. Um, Tell us a little bit about your journey into organization and really (laughs) what that looked like, because there's so many people out there that need that kind of help. Now, those of you who are so organized that you don't need this, go get a cup of coffee, come right back. back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So You know, the main thing that I realized is that people like me, and not everyone is like me, um, and I I share with some homeschooling moms when I speak at conferences and on my podcast, too, that people who are more naturally organized, they don't wait until they feel like cleaning up after the science experiment. They don't wait to have the energy. Yes. Uh Yes. uh uh They don't wait to have the energy to put their laundry away, you know, or, you know, take off your dirty clothes and either hang them up or put them in the laundry where I would, I would just say, well, I'm just, I'm beat. I'm tired. You know, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. So I think that is one big difference, but then what people like me will do is think of organization as an event. I am going to get organized two weeks this summer when somehow all of my children will be out of the home and not bothering me. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's going to be in order. I'm going to plan my lessons. I'm going to get my schoolroom organized. I'm going to get my meals organized. Everything is going to be organized in this mythical time frame, And then, of course, it either doesn't happen, which is most likely <laughs> that you don't have that much time. Right, right. And or you do get some organizing done, but then a toddler, a preschooler can tear that apart <laughs> in, in no time. Flat. Right. And right. nothing flat. And then you're just discouraged. And so what really made the biggest difference for me was realizing that organizing was a habit, not an event. And it's Mm -hmm. something that I needed to do every day that I am home. So any little thing um, will count as far as getting organized, but primarily it's establishing a routine and even incorporating organization into your routine so that it's the same basic time of day or it follows in the same order that you do Mm -hmm. an organizing task. Mm -hmm. And that, that was huge for me. And so those were actually the types of things that allowed you to continue to homeschool. Yes. Yes. Because 
when I started homeschooling my preschooler, my days were chaotic, you know, I, and I thought that that's what homeschooling was about, that I could get up when I wanted, I could do things in any order, and I certainly could. I mean, I did have that freedom, but what I discovered is that I was actually enslaved by the lack of order, the lack of routine. I wasn't able to accomplish what I wanted, and I felt the effects of not having a routine, and my family felt that too. You know, my husband was very frustrated with me in the evenings because he would say, what is for dinner? That is very important to him. And I never had any idea. <laughs> and so it would be panic time. I would be, you know, looking through the cabinets or running to the store, and it was costing me time and money. Um, and that is just an example. And of course, then I didn't have time to get to the homeschooling that I planned on doing. I had this amazing preschool curriculum that looked like so much fun, but because I was just putting out fires all day long with no sense of routine or order, um, I just wasn't getting to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So all right, we'll come back to this more um, in a different question, but let me ask you this. You have a podcast that you do, and I'm sure it's a talk too, but I listened to it for the first time over the weekend. Um, stop worrying, start homeschooling. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love that because we can let worries derail us and paralyze us. And so there were three of the worries you dealt with um, that I really liked, but, okay. but I will pray. Well, I've sent you those, but you share the things that you think are necessary for the audience to stop worrying about and mm -hmm. start homeschooling. Absolutely. And I think, you know, one of those we've already talked about, which is, um, you know, not, feeling like we're just not organized enough to homeschool. <laughs> and, um, you know, homeschooling is what taught me organization. I think if hmm. I hadn't homeschooled, I would probably still be struggling in that area. It required it. And also having a big family. Yes. So uh, a lot of times we think, and I am this way, 100%. Um, I was this way from childhood. You know, I didn't want to take swimming lessons because I didn't know how to swim. <laughs> and, um, and I think we can be that way about homeschooling. Well, it's like, well, I'm not organized and I don't know exactly how to do it. Well, that's okay. That's what you're going to learn. We learn, of course, as you and I know, Zan, we learn more than our children do in Absolutely. the process. Absolutely. Right, of teaching them. And then a, a second worry that people have is about patience. I did not realize until I tried to homeschool my oldest child that I was such an impatient person. <laughs> um, I had this plan for how I was going to teach him. And then he was not on board with it. He he was not excited like I was about exactly what I had planned. And that made me very impatient. And homeschooling also is the answer for impatience. Hmm. You will learn mm -hmm. so much more homeschooling your children about the character trait 
and the gift of the spirit of patience than you will just sending them to school and keeping them out of the house uh, most of the day. So uh, that is something else that I would really encourage homeschooling moms who are listening to consider is that you will, I promise you, you will become more organized. You will become more patient. And then a third one that I think many moms, especially those who have jobs that they love or careers that they have begun. I had just begun my career as a clinical psychologist. um, And that is, will I be fulfilled? Will I be happy doing this if I give up my job? Now, since you and I started homeschooling Zan, it's been a span of time. More and more parents are working and homeschooling. Right. I think I think that's it's an enormous challenge. I don't have a whole lot to say about how to make that work because I really didn't do it. I didn't start my business until my kids were older or even graduated, many of them. Right, right. So I do, though, want to speak to that fear of just feeling like you're missing out on, um, you know, following your own goals. Right. So when I, that was the reason I didn't want to homeschool (laughs) because the whole time I was working on my PhD, I was thinking what I really want to do is write and speak. It wasn't full-time therapy. I never wanted to do that, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I knew I had to have some kind of a credential in order for people to want to listen to me. Right. And I, I thought that was going to be it. And I, and I really do believe that it has been, it has, it has served that purpose, but I thought how in the world can I homeschool (laughs) and write and speak. And of course the joke is on me because now I write and speak about homeschooling. But, right, right. but even if I didn't, I can tell you the honest truth. And I have had, like you, Zan, I have had some incredible opportunities in the things that I have done outside of homeschooling. Um, I have written um, a very well-received uh, curriculum. I have the opportunity to speak to large groups of people. Um, I'm on a podcast with Zan Tyler today. (laughs) I mean, all these wonderful things that are very fulfilling. But I can tell you, honestly, if it was a choice between being a very successful author and speaker, being a practicing psychologist with, you know, a, a busy practice making lots of money and homeschooling, I would choose homeschooling every single time because nothing has brought me more joy, fulfillment, and all the things that I wanted for my family when I had kids. Um, My kids are uh, very close. Um, I see so much maturity in them that I don't see in many of their peers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I have had, now my children are not uh, perfect uh, Christian people, but I do see the impact of our faith training right um, on them. Absolutely. I mean, there's no question in my mind and it has 
it has really been because God called me to homeschool when I thought there was no way um, that it would work. Right, right. Well, you know, when you, when I was listening to you talk about fulfillment, I guess I had just never, you know, it's hard to think that there's a thought I haven't had about homeschooling. I mean, you know, when you've homeschooled, <laughs> right. when you've lived in homeschooling for so many decades, you know, you think there's nothing new under the sun. But I had really never thought about verbalizing it the way you did because homeschooling really has been the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. Mm. And I've, you know, we, we started, we had to lobby. I mean, my boys grew up in the legislature, the state house, we were involved in lawsuits. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I wanted to, I was going to school to be, I was going to law school. I, I didn't go, I was on my way to law school mm -hmm. and, um, and I got married and had kids. And so I felt like it was sort of a laying down on the altar of all the things I loved the most. I never expected in my wildest imagination to love this more. Mm -hmm. And, and I did, you know, I did, uh, I had, uh, I, I was speaking in Dallas and an associate at a law firm, a female associate at a law firm came up to me and she said, Zan, uh, after hearing your story, I just want you to know I'm starting the homeschool, but you've done more re real legal work um, in writing homeschooling laws and lobbying than I ever did in a law firm. And I thought, mm. you know, how sweet of the Lord to tell me that, but, at the end of the day, like you say, I'll never forget when our last daughter graduated and she went off to college. It is not that I didn't have a fulfilling life. I had plenty of things to do, but I started crying and I could not stop crying. Mm -hmm. And I would wake up in the morning and I would start crying. And sometimes, I mean, I'm pretty emotionally healthy. I would lay on the floor and cry. And I would just mm. lay there for hours because it felt like this death. I, I mean, I it was a mm -hmm. real grief. And so my husband, it was hilarious. He said, okay, today the goal is just to make it to the sofa. <laughs> 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 and mm. then, and mm. then he, they set the timer, cry mm -hmm. 30 minutes. And, and of course I eventually moved on, but it, it, it sneaks up on you and it surprises mm -hmm. you and you realize this has been the most fulfilling way to live than I could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. Hard work is not yeah. easy. It's demanding. It's so fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And I just want to thank you for putting that on the table because I just have never said it in that mm -hmm. many words. I just mm -hmm. love the way you express <laughs> things. And um, powerful. Thank you. Well, you are welcome. And um, I appreciate that feedback. I wrote an article a number of years ago called Why I Wasted My Education to oh, that's, uh -huh. Homeschool. Because that's what people think. Exactly. Well, that's what they told mm -hmm. me. What a waste. <laughs> yeah, what a waste. Yeah. yeah. And um, I likened it to the story of the disciples chastising the woman who poured the valuable hmm. perfume on Jesus. And so when you mentioned that it felt like you were laying your life at the altar, you know, you're sacrificing for your kids. That is absolutely true. <laughs> it is absolutely true. That is what we do when we homeschool. But the return on that investment is just, mm -hmm. 
you know, he just overflows our cup and we, we can't even believe it. So I'm super, super thankful that he called me to do this. And now it is just my passion to help other homeschooling moms continue the journey and enjoy it while they're in it. Yes. That, well, that that is so powerful, Melanie. Um, so you do another series um, on homeschooling with confidence. And in it, you go through things that drain our confidence. And so if you would just speak to that for a few minutes, too, because I think, you know, there's so many confident women who have done amazing things and they start homeschooling. And it's just like, all of a sudden, I can't do this. There's no way I can do this. It's out of my wheelhouse. I never wanted to teach. You know, we just, it's just a litany of things. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that very first thing that you're mentioning is we haven't done it before. And that is, it's frightening. However, I just got done speaking to a group of mostly veteran homeschoolers who have lost their motivation for homeschooling. And what I suggested to them is that part of the explanation for that lack of motivation is that you're not being challenged anymore. So you can think about the challenge before you as something that will um, invigorate you. It will give you energy. It will give you a reason to get up in the morning because you have a challenge in front of you. And a challenge isn't a negative thing necessarily. It's just something that really gets us growing. And I think you're going to really enjoy it as long as you, you don't believe the lies that, um, and there are many lies and, and we can yes. talk about those, I think right now. So one of them is that we know that we have some shortcomings I have had a number of homeschooling moms tell me, well, you know, I can't do grammar. I'm not a good writer or I don't understand math at all. I can't do it. And, um, you know, there was just no way that I could homeschool for high school. And I, <laughs> right, right, right. I just think, oh my goodness, you, you just don't, you don't know how versatile homeschooling is and what I really, so I want to respond to that a couple of ways. So if you really do have a shortcoming that you don't don't want to overcome right now, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. then you can treat homeschooling like a general contractor for like you're building a house. That's right. That's you know? right. Mm -hmm. I know you you know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. You can bring other people in, whether it's friends. I've done this. You bring friends in. You uh, participate in classes that are offered through a local homeschool co-op or learning center. You can do online classes. You can use online curriculum, or you can just purchase curriculum that teaches your child and doesn't really require you to know much of anything. Yeah, that's um, true. That's right. true. But what I would encourage you to do is to take this opportunity to learn with your child because most likely the reason you think you are not good at something is because you haven't been taught well. We, many of us did not receive 
a high quality education like we are in the process of giving to our children. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's one of that's one of the fulfilling things about homeschooling is that we get to learn along with them. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. for example, I never took a world history course throughout the entirety of my education. It just wasn't offered. I lived in a rural community and learning world history with my kids was one of my very favorite things. I loved it. Yes. 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 You know, one story I want to tell you because, you know, I I know you're in psychology and I talk to people a lot about operating from their strengths, Mm -hmm. but you know, with homeschooling, Every day, it was so sanctifying for me. Maybe if everything I've ever, I mean, every day you're on your knees because mm-hmm. you're exposed to yet another weakness you have or a need your child has that seems overwhelming or just, you know, homeschooling is hard. If I, if I see homeschooling made easy 101, I just tell people to run the other way. It's <laughs> a lot of things. It's not easy. It's, mm-hmm. so, so I want to tell you my story about high school because there, there's something else you said in an organizational video that I listened to, and that is we need to start our day off with God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I will say that God has been my strength and weakness. So we'd been homeschooling for 10 years and I thought for sure, you know, this is the early nineties for sure. I'll put my child, you know, well, my husband said for sure, we'll put him in high school because they were both high school level athletes and oh, hardly a okay. semester went by that we weren't getting called from a local coach. When can I have your boys, you know, uh-huh. and, um, and so they were, they were very athletic. And then I can remember, I used to walk several miles a day when Joe was in town and it was my prayer time and, you know, my focus time and listening to the word time. And I really knew that God was calling me to homeschool. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mean, my very spiritual response was really, it's, this is a yard, we live in the country, so this is a track in our field. And, um, and I mean, I just fell to my knees and wept. And I said, Lord, I cannot do this. And he said, well, Zan, when have I ever abandoned you? Was it when you were threatened with jail? No. Was it when you had policemen in your door? No. When have I ever abandoned you? Never. And so it was in all of a sudden, the verse about, I just, for some reason, as you were talking, I thought about this um, and I didn't think about it preparing for the podcast, the verse where it says, um, but he said to me, my grace is, is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insult, in hardship, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And and God said, you know, I will be strong in your weakness. And it's the first time I realized, now I've been homeschooling for 10 years, I'm a slow learner, that I didn't have to want to turn in my homeschool button every because I faced a weakness. Mm-hmm. And, and the Lord was saying to me, stand strong in me. And and it was like, he said, what are your fears? Well, I mean, I made A's in almost everything I took in high school and half of the things I took in college. And, um, and, but I'm not a hands-on person. So I wanted my kids to be fluent in Spanish. I had a son who wanted to be a doctor. I mean, I made an A in every science course I ever took, but I mean, I'm, 
useless with labs and doing hands-on stuff. And, you know, I said, they just, my boys need these things. How are they going to make a living for their families? And, you know, he said, just stand firm and trust. And so two days later, I had a call from a girl in our neighborhood who was a fluent Spanish speaker, and she was the head of the Spanish department um, at our high school, local high school. She said, Sam, we just got our Bethany baby. Do you need a Spanish tutor? And I'm going, praise the Lord, do I ever. And this is before co-ops and videos uh-huh, and classes, uh-huh. you know. Right. And then the next day, I get a call from a girl who worked in our homeschooling organization. And she said, you know, my dad is coming down to help me homeschool because I have crippling arthritis or rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. And he was a science teacher. He's got his master's and he's got all the lab equipment. So we're going to set up a small class for kids who want to take biology with the lab. Would you be interested in that? And I'm thinking, okay, Lord, you, you know, you mm-hmm. have met me in my weakness. and and provided a solution that I never saw coming. And so I just, you know, that's a long story to tell you that as I have listened to you and read your stuff, it really has increased my faith, Melanie. And I just appreciate that about you, that you have that power in you, you know, obviously that God has given you to encourage people to live with faith and be bold. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And, you know, I appreciate um, what you're sharing so very much in um, the book that I eventually wrote on organizing for homeschoolers. That is the very first mission in the book is to have a set time for personal devotions, then some couple devotions, and then of course, family devotions. But since I wrote the book, I have realized that devotional time, however you want to uh, term it, you know, whatever word you use mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. it, um, spending time with God, whether that's, as you're saying, you know, walking and praying, um, it's reading the Bible, it's uh, doing devotions, it's listening to praise music or playing or or singing praise music. I mean, there are so many different ways, but I realized that I was thinking of that time as a one and done for the day. And Mm. really it is more like a meal that we need to have multiple meals a day in order to have energy and strength to um, follow this calling. And during really hard days, we're going to need some snacks in there too. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Um, And I mean, it is still something that I am growing in that, you know, instead of starting to fret or be discouraged, that I would go back to the Lord in whatever way is um, effective at the time and just rely on him because, you know, one of the things that you're alluding to there, Zan, and that I think we forget as Christian homeschoolers is that God does not want us to be fully capable of homeschooling and parenting our children in our own strength. He does not want that. He will not allow it because then we will have pride and Mm -hmm. we will, we will be distant from him. So 
he is going to allow us to struggle so that we will keep coming back to him to be renewed and strengthened. And that strengthening is so much greater than anything we could do on our own. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. is. Yeah, for sure. That's powerful. Yeah. Okay. I totally derailed our conversation. About <laughs> confidence. Okay. So, all right. So let's go back to confidence. <laughs> so okay. So okay. Get this before the end of the podcast. All right. <laughs> so um, another concern that, that we have is that we could lose interest mm-hmm. um, during the school year. And that was definitely a concern for me because I am someone who is all gung ho for things, you know, I'm going to start knitting. And so I'm going to buy all these needles and I'm going to get all the, all the projects and all the different kinds of yarn. I actually didn't, but I'm using that as an example because I was going to do it, Dan. I came home from a class and my husband said, you do not need another hobby. (laughs) No. (laughs) I said, okay, yeah, you're probably right. Um, And and if you have that kind of personality, yes. you can be concerned that you're just going to drop it. And the first thing that I'm going to say is that your motivation for homeschooling is going to it is going to have some highs and lows mm-hmm. um, during mm-hmm. the year. It's completely normal, and it doesn't mean that you're not cut out for homeschooling, that you're not good at it. Um, but it does mean that you need to um, use some strategies to keep us going strong throughout the year. And I, I would say, because I want to give you one um, little tip here as we're talking, and, and what I have discovered is that novelty is the number one way for us to maintain our motivation. So we can get some newness into our homeschool by changing up our schedule. We can try a new schedule. We can modify our routine. We can go outside to do homeschooling. We Mm -hmm. can try Mm -hmm. going to the library and going into one of the quiet rooms that they have and see what that does. Um, We can, of course, we can change curriculum. We can take a break and we can do a unit study. We can try unschooling for a season if you're not already doing that. you know, so many different things that you can do to introduce novelty into your life. And it is very, very motivating. It doesn't mean that you're just not very mature, that you don't have that stick-to-itiveness. It just means that you're human and you need something fresh and new. So Mm -hmm. I would keep Mm -hmm. that in mind all the time with your homeschooling because your kids are going to react that way too. It doesn't mean just because you're kind of like, oh, we got to do math again. It doesn't mean that you have the wrong curriculum. Right. It, it just right. means you're, you're, you need some newness. <laughs> um, yes. So yes. you can play some games. That's one of my favorites. Um, play some games to learn instead of just using books and curriculum. And, you know, I know you're going to agree with me here, but I'm just going to put a little footnote on that. You don't have to finish your curriculum. You don't have to finish these books. That's right. I mean, how many books did you ever finish in um, elementary school, high school, or college? Mm -hmm. I can't think of one. Right. I mean, I really can't think of one. Mm -hmm. Every, Every teacher 
no matter if they are public school or private, they tell me the same thing. Yeah, we never finish. <laughs> right. So. And they didn't do every exercise in the book. Mm -mm. Yep. And um, yes, so yes, there's a lot of room for creativity and where your kids are and what they already know. Go on if they already know it. And, uh, right. you know, just all types of things. Yes. Common sense that we're afraid to exercise because somehow we're afraid we're messing up when right. we do that. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe a final thing that I would like to address is um, comparison itis. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is so huge. And I'm going to be honest and say that I battle with this still all the time, all the time. And, you know, I can give you as an example, something that's not homeschool related. When I started writing, I got a, I mean, it was a huge coup for me. I was able to uh, do some freelance writing for Women's Day magazine. I wrote an article um, for, I, I wrote more than one article, but my first chance was writing an article for Woman's Day, which at the time had a circulation of 6 million people. Right. It was huge. I remember It was that. huge. It was huge. <laughs> um, I never knew how many women read it. <laughs> okay. I never had to compare how many reads my article got versus, That's right. versus, versus another writer. Right. Yes, yes, yes. I yes. never had to hear um, anyone say, well, that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have to tell you, I was very happy. I was <laughs> very, very happy. I was so happy writing in that way. And now I know you, you see, uh, the parallel here yes, with yes. homeschooling. Now I could be, I could be so, so happy. You know what? We did this super cool experiment uh, today. We, we read two chapters of our, of our read aloud when I was only planning on doing one and we got, we got things done faster than I expected. But then I jump on Instagram and I see that this woman, um, she, she, built a bird feeder with her kids and you know the other one was one of the kids was painting it was sculpting a bird was <laughs> you know and and, and they read great. yeah <laughs> right and they and they read like six books supposedly yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. birds today mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, um, yeah yeah now i'm not going to say that I'm not going to say that they're dishonest because I don't know. Maybe they're not. Right. Maybe they're yeah. not being dishonest. But even if they're not being dishonest, you don't necessarily want the lifestyle that these people have. I I know some homeschoolers who they are running, running, running. Their lives are frenetic. And I have no interest in that. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I just don't. And mm -hmm. um, the... The lifestyle that my children and my husband and I have, it, it fills me with joy. It's wonderful. And I don't have any regrets about what I did or didn't mm -hmm. do. So mm -hmm. I don't need to keep up with, um, you know, the people, the homeschoolers on social media. Right. I, I don't right. because I don't, we don't know. We don't know what their family situation is. That's we don't right. know what their what their marriage is like. We don't know what their circumstances are. 
Um, and so it's just, it's not appropriate. Uh, we are given our own assignment to do, which is right. to homeschool our children and to do the other tasks that God has given us to do. He isn't comparing us to other people. He's comparing us to what he has asked us to do. And I think that helps a lot when we're feeling inferior. Yes, it does. And he tells us to, in everything, give thanks. Mm -hmm. He doesn't tell right. us in everything, compare. And, <laughs> when, you know, and when we're thankful, then you can't covet what somebody else has done. I mean, when right. you compare is one of two things. You come out on top and that leads to pride or you come out on the bottom and that leads to envy. And yes. neither one of those are godly, you know, responses Correct. to something, you know, so that's it. So, so that's, that's really powerful. Well, listen, is there anything else you want to share with moms before we go? This has been such an encouraging time. Um, I would say, I would say this, that I, throughout my homeschooling, I have felt bad about certain things that I felt I had neglected, um, certain things that I just didn't think I had done a good job on. And almost to each circumstance, my children have actually praised me about those very things mm -hmm. that I have felt deficient in. Mm -hmm. I think the enemy can come alongside and say, you're not doing enough. You're not enough and try to discourage us. But, um, what is actually happening is we are blessing our children. We are building them up. We are sending them out equipped into a very challenging world. Um, and you're doing a great job. I, I just promise you, you, if you are seeking the Lord to love your children better and to educate them well, you are doing a great job. And don't let those negative voices in your head mm. tell you otherwise. Mm. That, that is really a powerful word. Well, Melanie, if people want to find you, how can they find you and tell us about a couple of your books and, yes, um, sure. and what they can expect? All right. Well, thank you so much. So my podcast is the Homeschool Sanity Show. You can find that on any podcast player. The website is homeschoolsanity.com. Then I have the Organized Homeschool Life, which will give you 15-minute missions to organize every area of your homeschool, not just your room and your lesson plans, but all the areas of your life. And I have a year of living productively, which will help you overcome procrastination much faster uh, than I was able to do it. And then finally, I have elementary language arts curriculum called Grammar Galaxy and then high school grammar called Fast Grammar. And you can find each of those resources at funtolearnbooks.com. Okay, funtolearnbooks.com. Mm -hmm. Well, Melanie, it has been such a pleasure to have you. You have been so encouraging. I want to thank all of our listeners and viewers today for being here. I want to thank our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool, uh, for sponsoring our podcast. And uh, until next time, bye. Bye.